Okay, recording. Oh, Oh my god. And I'm Andrew B. Hi, I'm Guy. <laughs> and I'm going to get increasingly more um, creative with the... I just, I'm just i going to get new intros every time. Yeah, yeah, I, I expect some very interesting intros will come about from all of your creativity. Yes, I'll find stuff. I, I have plenty of it. That was just one of many that I already said, ooh... I think I want to use that for an intro. Hi everyone, welcome to 2K's Dragcast, a podcast where Andrew and I talk about basically just anything drag competition related that isn't normal drag race. Right now we're talking about Dragula, season 3, episode 4. Yes. Okay, so this episode was quite fun. This was the Dungeons and Dragons themed podcast. Dungeons and Dragons themed podcast. I mean, there are plenty of Dungeons and Dragons themed podcasts that are very good. We could go over a list of those, but that would take all day. Instead, we're talking about the Dungeons and Dragons themed, uh, you know, thing from uh, Dracula, the episode. I'm making less and less sense the more I talk. So, well, Andrew. standard for you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm right, though. You don't make a lot of sense. Or you do, and then you'll start going on and on and on, and eventually it just turns into, like, this... I don't even know. I don't even know. Anyway, yes, today's episode... uh, Well, last week... Last week, last week, because these get uploaded... The day before, after the Dragula episode, new episode drops, but it's also not exactly the case because this will be a, a double upload because they did a double upload because Amazon doesn't know how to do their fucking shit right. Hopefully they'll get it fixed from episode six and beyond. We'll see. But it who? might also have been some fault on the term of some intern who has no idea or experience with the Amazon uploading uh, interface, which Perhaps. could very well be very confusing. I've seen some uploading interfaces. They are very weird. YouTube's is only user-friendly because of the fact that they are so inclined to make so many videos possible all the time. I mean, there is so much extra metadata and shit, though, that you upload for other things, and it's intentionally made so that uh, it keeps professionals doing things and uh, so that there's not just, you know, some rando being able to uh, submit their shit to Amazon and be like, hey, this is my indie show. Uh, we don't have all the big glitz and glamour. This is just basically real time. No, they don't want that on Amazon. Of course, they would never approve it, let alone the fact uh, allow someone to have a portal to their own upload page. But anyways, some intern probably fucked up. <laughs> That's all we're going to leave it at. Yeah, this one was interesting. This one had an intro. You still don't like the intros, do you? No. Well, wait, what was this one? This was the one with all the teens that died. No, I like the next one. Ah, yes. The next one was the first intro I liked. Oh, wow. Well, this intro basically had the boule supply the kids with a bunch of alcohol and drugs, 
Um, and then all the kids wound up dying. They were poisoned, I think, and then they all spat up blood. They played dice games and stuff, too, which was a little bit of a ominous thing to the theme of the episode. The demon's blood. This episode is starts off with them in the boudoir. We gotta remember that it's not called the workroom in uh, the Boulet Brothers Dragula. It's the boudoir, which is actually a really great pun. Gotta appreciate the punnage. I wonder which of the two Boulets uh, is the pun one. Would it be Dracmorta or Swanthula? Big Boulet or Small Boulet that loves puns more? Um, probably the small boulet. Hmm. I I really wouldn't know. But you know what? Let's roll with it. Anyways, today the contestants get assigned their... They get fictional characters. Um, do you remember all the fictional characters? Because I basically remember none of them. We watched this like two weeks ago when they dropped together. Yeah. No. I remember Louisiana because Louisiana is iconic. I remember Landon. I remember I meant in terms of what sort of uh D and D racing class they were. Nope. The only one I remember is Louisiana. She uh she was an elf. Elf what? I want to say an elf, uh, war, no, not warrior. Wizard? Warlock? Yeah, I think maybe wizard. Maybe? I think? I just know, like, that's the one I remember. I just, I love Louisiana. Please follow me if you hear this, like, on all platforms. I love you so much. You're so amazing. I love everybody. Everybody's so good. I mean, of course, everybody can be good, but still, people still gotta go, so... You know. Uh, Louisiana was an elf priestess. Dahlia Black was an orc priestess. Ava Destruction was a reptilian warrior. Hollow Eve was a dark elf rogue. Landon Sider was an elf... Bar- wow, a lot of elves... Landon Sider was an elf barbarian. Madeline Hatter was a dark elf necromancer. Maxie Glamour was a reptilian rogue. And uh, Priscilla Chambers was an elf bard. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the time when you do some sort of cosplay, rarely do you get anything like human fighter. That would be me. I'd be so basic. Human fighter. I mean, here's the thing. Human fighters are the most common NPC choice. Next to human, rogue, or elf rogue. Because elves are great rogues. Anyways, uh, thankfully, were any of them rogues? Yes. Hollow and Maxie were both rogues. Uh Aha. Yes, I was about to say, thought Hollow was, yes. A dark elf rogue. And then Maxie was an elf rogue as well? No, a reptilian rogue. Ah, reptilian. They probably just used reptilian instead of something like dragonborn, I think, is the common reptilian type race uh, in D&D. Though sometimes uh, there are just reptilian or whatever. Those might have been older editions. I forget. 
Anyways, there's boudoir drama as they go over their scripts, because of course this is scripted and this involves a lot of infighting and people not wanting to share loot. <laughs> oh, it's, it's comical. And then Madeline and Dahlia have, have a talk about alcoholism and being sober. There are more remarks, yada yada, more talking, and yay, now we're on scene. Okay, about half an hour in. Honestly, when I said that there's less uh, workroom talk and stuff as uh, Drag Race, honestly, it's only because there is less of a pre-flow show challenge most of the time, which is actually quite a nice way of doing the formula. You want to take it away with starting to review the looks? I suppose. Who do we have first? Well, of course, we always have the hosts. Yes, and they look interesting. I don't know what sort of fantasy characters they remind me of. Honestly, I don't know what to say about their headdresses. Their robes look... Actually, I don't know what they remind me of. They are something, though. <laughs> yes. It's not bad. They are something. They are something, though. Um, so the floor show has some nice environments and stuff that they're going through. What exactly sort of place are they at? Is this like a botanical garden or something? No, I thought it's like a... a I'm not sure, actually. It might just be a set that's made up for them. Probably. They can, they can get those. I mean, yes, they've been out on location, but... You know, they don't need to... No, they don't really need to make their own page or pages, sets, usually. Okay, I am trying to find the first contestant mentioned, because there is so much stuff. Uh, there's an aerial shot that looks pretty, mm. and then we see a bit of a ruined castle on the side, and then we see a pretty shot of a stream... And then, ooh, we have an elf. And ooh, we have a dark elf. A crossbow. A mace that's made of a skull. More water shots. <laughs> really want to get in those water shots, don't they? Because it stays on the water for a long time. Oh, and now it's Dahlia Black. Yes. Looking interesting. Uh, what was Dahlia supposed to be? A dark elf? I think so, yes. Mm. It's, it's very, I don't know. I'm not crazy about the look at all. Yes, well, usually dark elves are, um, they have red, sapphire, or some form of black be it jet black, uh, charcoal, or whatever, uh, colored skin, so they are usually much darker, but I imagine they told the contestants not to go full black on this, uh, because that would just look dark, and they're in a dingy dungeon, so, you know, but Dahlia's a sky blue color, her makeup is nice, the outfit is kind of interesting, but it's another one of those things like, oh, it's a costume in a leotard, but it has a cape. I don't know what to say about that. 
I mean, the cape is not super original, but I mean, it looks good. At least for heroes, it tends to be quite cool. No, Dahlia, Dahlia Black was an orc priestess, sorry. Oh! That's why you didn't get priestess. <laughs> that leotard did not give me priestess. No. She needed to have some sort of robe or cloak. And maybe a sacrificial dagger. I didn't see a sacrificial dagger or anything like that. And in performance, Dahlia looks nice, but doesn't look like a priestess. Maxi. Maxi was also a rogue, wasn't she? Yes, a reptilian rogue. Maxi had an egg. What even is with that egg? It was filled with dust. Not entirely sure. Well, Maxi had some interesting prosthetics. Um, snake-like hair? Uh, mask? Uh, like I said, the egg. It was like a disco ball, but shaped like an egg again. Um, and with sort of diamond-like shapes instead of squares. You know, it was something... She had a cape, uh, basically a loincloth-style dress, and a dagger. You know, some of the bare minimum essentials to give you the rogue class. Maxi has uh, done the challenge, at least, for look. Right. Next we have Madeline Hatter. I love it. It's cute. I do like it. The staff is fucking huge, though. Yes, that staff is very overdone. I mean, even Gandalf didn't have that big of a gem or anything on his staff, and good god. But all in all, I will say the makeup looks okay. Uh, there's a slight skeletal appearance to it, mostly because of the lines around the mouth to make it look almost like it's um, skull teeth or whatever. Or like, um, the face has been sewn up, like it's zombified almost. I would have liked green in the skin if that were the case for real, but, you know, all in all, it's an okay look. Not perfectly fitting for the challenge. If I recall, her, uh, designated race was also Dark Elf, and she was also blue. Uh, Dark Elves are normally not blue. <laughs> but maybe it's just the fact that the contestants- Maxie does always like to go with that blue filter. Yes, well- this was Madeline, blue. and Maxie went with green. No, I know, but it just reminds me. But I always didn't think the blue, and I'm just like, we had Maxie blue all over, like last week, you know, in the rock challenge. Or, Maxie, don't go blue. Whatever you do, Maxie, don't go blue. And then Maxie was like, okay, I won't do blue. Oh, wait, yes, I will. I will do blue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Maxie looked like a Hindu god, to quote myself, in the face. That was pretty damn cool, though. Maxie was all painted green as well. Not a super vibrant shade of green, which I found refreshing. It's not like draconic beings or reptilian beings are usually all that uh, vibrantly colored. But anyways, next we have one I really loved, Priscilla Chambers. Yes, you really love that. I found this hysterical because we have uh, the first murder hobo of the bunch, basically, or murder hobo drunkard. Priscilla Chambers was an elf, uh, barbarian? No, no. Uh, Landon was the barbarian. What was Priscilla supposed to be again? No, Landon was, uh, yes, Landon was the barbarian. Priscilla was... The bard? Yes, the elf bard. Yes, 
Priscilla was the drunk elf bard. <laughs> and I really like that on the character. Tends to sort of screw with the character, but it makes the character very funny. Next up, we had Louisiana Purchase. All overexposed tattoos. Love it. Gorgeous elf costume. Love it very much. Wonderful staff. Love it. Did well in acting as well. Perfect. I really loved Louisiana Purchase. Amazing. I mean, Louisiana, I thought, I love the colors. I love the... Yes. I love Louisiana. Louisiana is wonderful. I don't know where Louisiana is going to place. I kind of... She somewhat gives me Disasterina vibes, except, like, she's taking the critiques. Not to say that direct... I love Disasterina, and I will always love Disasterina. Disasterina, don't hate us. Come on our show. It's just... It's very, like, that humor... Obviously, I get from both of them, but like, it's sort of the mid opposite because they kept trying to give her Disasterina that edit, edit, edit this, 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 and she would just like, no, I'm gonna be Disasterina and you're gonna love it. And we loved it. They not so much, but we loved it. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of the opposite of that, where they are giving her these critiques and she's taking them every single week, and it's working for her. Unfortunately, it hasn't given her a win yet, which makes me very upset. But I mean, high, 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 high is still a nice you know, track record. Yeah, we've seen constant improvement from Louisiana. Louisiana has done pretty well. I would say that Louisiana is definitely top material. Whether or not she'll win is up in the air. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she'll... I think she could be... I think she could be top five, top four. Anyway, but, um, yeah, speaking about uh, Louisiana Purchase, I, somebody I adore... Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, <laughs> spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. Yeah. That's what I also would have said about Disasterina two years ago, but, you know. Yeah, pretty much. I love Louisiana Purchase. Louisiana Purchase is pretty good. There's a lot of queens and one king in this competition that i do love very very much yes moving on to our next person of interest hollow eve who was more of a ranger than a rogue but i think it worked yeah. out for hollow i liked their look it was very nice mm -hmm. i think they did a good job and and not we'll get to it but i did think they also did i think a lot of them did a good job acting but i thought hollow did a pretty good job acting when yes. it came to certain things but um no i think the look was very good i think they did it right and i think it was just did it it wasn't like you'd look at it and go is that what that's supposed to be you'd go eh, nothing but you know it's D, D. it works for that sort of uh, it works for the fantasy vibe yeah it works but it works for like the the, the it, it's it falls under the oh they may not be this you know they were supposed to be a, a rogue or a barbarian or this or this but it may not necessarily be exactly that, but it gives you enough of an idea to say, okay, I get what they are, what their class is supposed to mm -hmm. be. Um, Hollow is holding a crossbow, has bolts. Um, those are two things that are generally reserved exclusively for rangers. Um, rogues almost never use any sort of ranged weapon and are usually not allowed to be proficient in ranged weapons. But there are expansions that allow rogues to have ranged weapons, which are pretty welcome. I I disagree. I think that they can have ranged weapons, and it's I mean it's a rogue. It's supposed to be quiet and sneaky, and there's nothing. Well, not nothing, but there's a lot of things that are aren't as quiet and sneaky as a damn crossbow. Well, here's the thing: one, crossbows are actually pretty loud. 
Not really. That's an arrow flying through the air and going through somebody's throat or something. Have you heard the sound of a crossbow being fired? You obviously haven't heard a crossbow with a silencer. God, you are so useless. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, um, there are... There's an exclusive class called a ranger for a reason, but um, oh, so there are subclasses of rogues that literally specialize in hand-to-hand combat and assassination. And there's also the, the you can cross-train, cross-class, or whatever the fuck. Multi-class. Yeah, that. So, <laughs> moving on. Anyway, yes. Next up, we have Land Insider. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, <laughs> spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. Eat the spiders, too. Yeah. Landon is very good. Loved it, absolutely loved Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Both weapons that Landon has are good. I think I'm going to have, you know what? I think, okay, so that's going to be one of my new, even though it's 17 seconds, maybe I can find something shorter. I want to find, I want to find, like, maybe I can find meh, and then I can find, you know, brilliant, talented, go to da 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 da, and then I can find other things, basically. I, I like finding, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. For emotes? Not emotes, just like... No, 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 not emotes. I don't... Like, like... Uh, oh, voice clips? Say, yeah, say Dahlia Black. Dahlia Black. This episode was... <laughs> yes. You know, I, I want voice clips where I can just... Yes. You know, be like, how did I feel about this? I felt like this. How did I feel about this? I felt like this. Yes. Voice clips are fun. Voice clips are very fun. If we can use the boulets even, that would always be great. I wish we'll go in the next episode. I'll do it for each queen. I'll give a intro or a meh, talented, brilliant, or something else maybe not as long. <laughs> ooh, let me see if I can find, because I can do what Muni's does and go, ooh, my wig, or stunning. Or, yeah, what did he do for season 10? He goes, stunning. And then, um, no, bitch, no. And, yes. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's my, what I'll do. Sorry if I'm stealing from you, Minis, but, I mean, you're stealing from Drag Race, so it's all okay. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, just those reactions in general are often favored just in the community at large, and it's generally pretty cool. Anyways, uh, speaking of reactions, Ava Destruction elicited a reaction from me when she threw her tail, because she's a fucking, uh, reptilian. Holy shit, she actually, like, went and made her costume, like, a proper bodysuit with sort of skin ripples, both just in terms of the folds of the fabric in the right places, and also the, like, there are lines on the skin, like, the skin has been cut in many places and been bloodied on the knees. Uh, Ava, meh, it was alright. It was alright. It was good. I preferred Landon, and I would have preferred Landon to win. But, you know, Ava won, so. Mm. I personally like the attire and the attention to detail on the bodysuit. That's my main thing. Mm-hmm. Also, the prosthetic nose. That looks good. And, like, there's body paint and everything, and it up close you can see it, and it's real cool. 
Although still, my favorite is Louisiana Purchase. Agreed? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I need... Why do... Well, fuck it. And now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, I need to use stuff. Why don't I just go to a Muni's video and steal it from his fucking, you know? (laughs) God damn it, I'll just go to his fucking video and do it there. The filming was basically, um, there was... Greetings, travelers. Within these dungeon depths lies a legendary artifact known as the Demon's Blood, for which this episode is named. Make your way through the dungeon, defeat the barbarian king, and claim your prize if you dare. And they try. They try. There are uh, two groups of three. No, three groups of three is there. There are multiple groups. They wind up... Uh, hitting each other and stuff, and, like, defeating the Barbarian King involves making out with him. <laughs> which Landon does. That to be Landon, which is, oh my. Yes. The gender fuckery. <laughs> oh, goodness, Goetius is very gender fuckery. I like it. So inventive. Creative. Yes. All lined up, you can see how some of these are very, um... Well, they do vary a lot in their quality of construction. I will say, none look that bad. The worst might be bits and pieces of Maxi's outfit. But otherwise, everyone looks good. Just in general. Everyone looks good. Uh, Whether or not they meet the challenge, of course, is completely up to debate. But, you know. Do you know? I don't know. Do we know? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Do you know? No. Um, anyways, it whittles down to a handful of remaining contestants. We get the two who are fighting to stay in. Which eventually... Well, first we have our challenge winner, which is, as I said earlier, Ava Destruction. And we finally get down to our Lionel 3 of who could be in the bottom, which was Madeline Hatter, and then Miss Maxi Glamour, and Dahlia Black. But some weird-ass motherfucking thing that makes no sense whatsoever, and I don't really like it, but it happened anyway. Dahlia found a key, which she could then use to either save herself from elimination or put somebody else up immediately for elimination. She chose to save herself, and in this sacrifice of herself, not sacrifice of herself, saving herself, Madeline was put up for extermination, and she lost her shit. Yup. The good thing for Madeline, though, is that, um, well, Madeline at least knew that she was originally not going to be up for extermination, which actually is quite bad. That's quite bad. They then have to do a roast in front of their competitors to prove that they deserve to be there while their competitors throw food at them. This is a lot like, oh, what was that one challenge in season one where they had food thrown at them? That was the one at Mother, wasn't it? Anyways, uh, there was some real shade uh, spoken between Madeline and Maxie. That was funny. And there was some immediate shade in what Maxie said, and I was honestly rooting for Maxie to stay because of that. 
Yeah, Maxi read people, including Madeline, to fail. Yup, like, I have some things to say. And it was fun, but no, in the end, Maxi just didn't get to stay and got impaled with a sword in quite the, probably the most gory prosthetic and death we've seen thus far. Yeah. Just straight down the middle. Uh, Maxi got trapped, was going through a maze, got trapped by a portcullis, uh, barring her way. And, you know... And the olays went... And... Oh. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Yep, she just got cut right through the head. Well, that'll do it until the next episode, which we'll be doing immediately after this one. Uh, yeah. This'll be fun to edit. Yes, it will. <laughs> amount of time to do it i will probably go stir crazy you can do it it's fine i know i can it just might not be on the same exact day um do better no i'm kidding thank you all everybody so much for listening i guess we can't say watching anymore because they're not being put on youtube now we have i might still actual... put the. i'm gonna still put these on youtube just until the end of season three's reviews at which point i will immediately direct everyone else to the rss feeds if you are still finding this on YouTube, good for you! Yes, we have actual podcasts. Go find us on Anchor and Spotify at the very least. And hopefully eventually iTunes and Google Play. Google Podcast, yes. Whatever. Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Whatever. But yes. Hopefully we'll be on all of those and we'll actually be a podcast, you know? Woohoo, we'll, yeah! We'll still be on YouTube for a little while. Anyway. Thank you all so much for watching, listening. We hope you've enjoyed. Please leave likes and... Well, it doesn't work like that when we're not on. Please leave... Sh please share. Yeah, share us with your friends. Please share. Please leave reviews. Um, it helps us tremendously. It helps promote us and give people a good impression. And it helps us know what we need to do better, what we need to know what we can do better, what we just let us know how everything, what can be improved or not, you know, so yeah. Anyway, thank you all everybody so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time from Andrew Smith and Guy B. Guy B. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Two Kids Dragcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Guy Smith, and Andrew Blossoms, or Andrew B. With editing by Guy Smith. You can find us on our YouTube channels, linked in the description. You can also find us on Twitter if you dig a little deeper, although we aren't guaranteed to be all that active on there. We are an independent production. We would be very glad to see any sort of comments, reviews, likes, and so on. Any sort of feedback is highly helpful to us, and it allows us to improve our show and understand what our audience thinks of it. Again, thank you so much for listening in, and until next time, take care. Bye now.